Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. This is a special edition of Rudy Maxa's World because I'm coming to you live today for the first of two shows from Northern Ireland, the capital of Belfast to be exact. And to be even more exact, I'm in the lobby of the city's newest and hottest visitor's attraction. It's called the Titanic Belfast, which is the official name of the museum dedicated to the memory of that doomed ocean liner. I'm Rudy Max, a.k.a. The Savvy Traveler. As always, this show is about travel, and occasionally we take the show on the road, which is what we've done this weekend. Northern Ireland is part of the island of Ireland that I've always been anxious to visit. So when Tourism Island proposed I do two shows from here in Belfast, I jumped at the chance. This is a city that's been reborn in the last 15 years since the Good Friday Agreement in 1998 largely ended the 30-year conflict between two different factions here in Northern Ireland. Now, if that's vague history to you, let me give it to you in a nutshell. Those 30 years of what were called and are still called the Troubles, they were a fight over territory, not religion, though religion certainly delineated the two opposing sides. On one side was the largely Protestant movement known as the Unionist, who wanted Northern Ireland to remain as part of the United Kingdom, as it has. On the other was the movement made up largely of Catholics known as the Republicans, who wanted the North to unite with the Republic of Ireland to the South. The 30 years between 1968 and 98 saw about 1,300 people die in the struggle and countless others wounded or maimed. But 15 years ago, self-rule remained, uh, excuse me, returned to Northern Ireland, and both sides of this territorial struggle chose to live in peace. There are still Belfast neighborhoods segregated by religion. There are still tensions between radical factions of both sides, but the city's robust downtown business and nightlife scene and the increasing integration of families due to marriage or morphing communities have made Belfast once again a city that's a favorite for visitors. In fact, Belfast is one of one or two of the safest cities to visit in Europe today. And the surrounding countryside is marked by glorious green fields and hills, even in November, a stunning shoreline along the Irish Sea, and enough castles that the HBO series Game of Thrones seems right at home here. This is Ireland at its best. A soundstage about 200 yards from where I'm broadcasting today is where much of the filming of Games of Thrones takes place. And yesterday I drove about an hour, an hour north to the tiny harbor of Ballantoy, which fans of Thrones know as Pike Harbor. That's where the character Theon Greyjoy returned to his boyhood home after being away many years. From that harbor where waves crashed against rocks, and volcanic rocks, I should add, you can see Scotland. And you're only a short drive away from Giant's Causeway, a World Heritage Site we'll learn more about in next weekend's show. But let me tell you some surprising things I've learned about Northern Ireland the past several days I've been here. Did you know that the tractor was invented here by a man named Harry Ferguson? Perhaps you've heard of the brand Massey Ferguson. There you go. Now, air conditioning was invented here, or so say residents of Belfast. A system to cool a room's air was first installed at the Royal Victoria Hospital in 1903. That hospital is still Northern Ireland's largest, and I guess it's still got air conditioning. As a footnote, Americans will tell you a man named William Carrier in Buffalo, New York, invented air conditioning a year earlier. I'm not going to adjudicate this one. But we can be sure that a local named Dr. James Murray invented milk of magnesia. Actor Liam Neeson is from uh, Ballymena, about 30 miles outside of Belfast. And actor Kenneth Branagh was born here in Belfast, as was the virtuoso flautist James Galway. 
Mark Twain's family and John Steinbeck's family hails from Northern Ireland as well. And standing tall at 29 stories by an American count, 28 if you don't count the first floor as a first floor as they don't in Europe, is an apartment building, just a stone's throw away from the Titanic Belfast Museum where I now am. And it's now Northern Ireland's tallest building. Sort of looks like the Manhattan skyline, doesn't it, joked a local who pointed it out to me. So let's get to know Belfast a bit better. Today we'll start with the Titanic. We're going to meet Claire Bradshaw in a few moments. She's the head of sales and marketing here at the museum that opened just last year on the very site where the giant ship was built. Then we'll get an overview of this tiny nation of 1.8 million people from Ken McElroy, an experienced guide who will convince you to put Northern Ireland on your bucket list. Belfast chef N Niall McKenna joins me to gauge the state of the culinary arts here in Northern Ireland, and believe me, it's not your father's food. Norman Trotter runs a bicycle touring company called the Iron Donkey Cycle Tour Company that has a number of locations in Northern Ireland. He'll explain how you can see Belfast and the countryside by bike. He'll also give us a preview of next year's Giro d'Italia that's coming to Belfast. It's a big bike, bike thing. Before we learn about this incredibly fascinating museum to the Titanic that I'm broadcasting from, let's take a quick look at this week's news and travel. Well, Bangkok's already known for its massive traffic tie-up, so it didn't need this past week's street protest to make things worse. Participants, pro excuse me, participants protested proposed legislation. That's a lot of P's in a row. Participants protested proposed le legislation that would provide amnesty for all punishment for corruption and political crimes committed between 2004 and 2013. Well, what do you know? That would just happen to include the current prime minister's brother. He's a wealthy communications company executive who's been out of the country for years so as to avoid a two-year jail term for abuse of power when he ran Thailand. This week's peaceful protests led to the Prime Minister's withdrawal of the proposed legislation, so if you're traveling to Bangkok in the next couple of weeks, you'll probably just encounter the usual colorful, jam-packed streets. United Airlines and U.S. Airways joined America and Delta in allowing gate-to-gate -gate usage of some personal electronic devices this week. E-readers, tablets, music players do not have to be turned off during landing and takeoff anymore, but do keep in mind, laptops will have to be powered down and stored due to their weight, as has been the rule for a long time now. Oh, and calls from your mobile phones are banned, though you can put your smartphone in airplane mode and pay angry, play Angry Birds just about as much as you want. And here's a bit of good news for those of us who have noticed the increase in airfares. According to the Bureau of Transportation Statistics in the U.S., domestic airfares fell by 3.6% when adjusted for inflation during the second quarter of this year. Average airfare for that quarter is $378, $7 less than the same time last year when adjusted for inflation. However, there's a catch in those numbers. They don't include the fees that we pay to check luggage or to reserve a more desirable seat or a host of other extras that airlines now offer. And, have, and those fees, by the way, have rescued most airlines from years of red ink. Obviously, if you just throw in $50 for a check bag and a round-trip flight on most airlines, that decrease in the cost of airfares evaporates and then some. I'd like to say a word about Gerardo Hernandez. He, who is Mr. Hernandez? Well, he's the TSA agent who was shot dead just over a week ago at Los Angeles' International Airport. I think there's been a lot of abuse and suspicion aimed at the TSA over recent years uh, so that the death of one TSA employee didn't have the impact it might otherwise have. But Mr. Hernandez was a father of two working to make a living and trying to keep the bad guys from getting on planes. In all the coverage of the hurly-burly of inconvenienced passengers that day at LAX, Mr. Hernandez seemed at times to be almost a footnote. But we know he was not a footnote to his friends, his co-workers, and of course, his family. On Friday, airports around the U.S. observed a moment of silence in his honor. I appreciate that. In your busy weekend, perhaps just take a moment to remember the victim, a man who, unarmed, was just doing his job. 
By the way, there was a similar attack July 4th of 2002. That was also at LAX when a gunman stormed the LL counter, uh, ticket counter, and killed an LL employee and one passenger. On a different note, after this break, if you thought you knew everything about the Titanic after that movie or after last year's marking of the 100-year anniversary of its sinking, well, the museum I'm broadcasting from will surprise you. Stick around. I'm coming to you from the Titanic Belfast Museum in the capital of Northern Ireland. Stay with me, and I'll be right back after this break. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Introducing Orbitz Rewards, the top-shelf margarita of rewards programs. As an Orbitz Rewards member, you earn rewards immediately on flights, hotels, and packages. That's right, like the kick from a good tequila, you get them instantly. The rewards you just earned on your flight to Miami, use them to book your hotel for the same trip. If you use the Orbitz app to book, you earn even more, 5% on hotels. So join today and be part of the only travel rewards program that gives you instant vacation gratification. Go to Orbitz.com rewards or look under sponsors at RudyMaxa.com. Get ready, get set for the holidays for less at Lumber Liquidator's huge flooring sale. Save on over 150 floors, including first quality laminate from 49 cents a square foot. Pre-finished hardwood from only $1.69 per square foot. Beautiful bamboo up to 15% off our incredibly low prices. Plus, save on great holiday gifts or florum with a gift card and get special financing hurry get a great deal on a new floor just in time for the holidays sales going on now visit lumberliquidators.com or your store for your holiday deal today look kid you're new here so let me tell you the three keys to a long happy career first high heat gloves page 2640 of the granger catalog second intrinsically safe earmuffs page 2606 third portable eyewash stations page 2790 Am I the grand poobah of workplace safety? No. Granger is. They have page after page of safety products. The Granger catalog in all its forms. Get it? Got it? Good. Call, click Granger.com, or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Geico presents another helpful message from your conscience. You should switch to Geico because you could save money on car insurance. Yeah, you agree with me because I'm your conscience. I'm always telling you to do the right thing. Listen to this. Geico's been around for 75 years, so they have an impressive legacy of saving people money. They deserve a Lifetime Achievement Award for that little jewel. Anyway, switch to Geico. And let's slow down on the powdered donuts. Try to respect yourself. You know what I'm saying? Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. And this segment of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by Travel Guide. It's a name you know and trust for uh, providing travel insurance and assistance services when you're on the road. Travel Guard's teamed up with Reader's Digest, another name you know and trust for reliable expert advice. And they have produced the free Smart Spenders Travel Guide. You can get it for free online. It'll tell you how to afford a vacation this year. Well... Even next year, I would gather. How to save at hotels, restaurants, and resorts. What to do to avoid making expensive travel mistakes. And about 110 more money-saving tips, ideas, and much more. Pick up your free spender's travel guide by going to travelguard.com, or you can go to the radio show's website, rudymaxa.com. Click on that banner at the top of the page, and Bob's your uncle, as they say here in the U.K. What does that mean? That means, and everything will be just fine, is what it means. As uh, If you've just tuned in, I am coming to you live from Belfast in Northern Ireland from 
the Titanic Belfast, which is the proper name of the museum that opened last spring here in Belfast in honor of the ship, the, the Titanic, and more importantly, the memory of, uh, of those who perished on that first sailing uh, across the North Atlantic. Claire Bradshaw joins me. She is the head of sales and marketing here at the, um, at the, at the museum. Claire, let me ask you for an audience who's listening on the radio and can't see a picture because they might not be by their computer. Describe the setting, first of all, for this extraordinary building. Where are we here in Belfast? Well, firstly, let me say hi to everyone across the states. We're today in Titanic Belfast, which you rightly said is in the heart of Belfast in Northern Ireland. Titanic Belfast opened on the 31st of March 2012. It is the most striking, iconic building in the whole of Belfast, and if I may be so brave to say, the whole of Ireland. Titanic Belfast is an icon. It's an architecturally stunning structure, but it's a very clever structure. We are here where Titanic herself was built just over 100 years ago. So we're at the shipyard. We are here, right in the heart of the shipyard okay. in Belfast, and no one will ever be able to replicate what we have here. This is where the story began. This is where Titanic's journey began. And in such an amazing building today, the whole story is explored and the memories are kept alive. Now this building is sheathed in what I imagine is aluminum? Yes, absolutely. The, the building itself is actually the same height as Titanic, as the hull of Titanic, before the decks and before the funnels were added. So straight away, as soon as you stand outside this amazing building, which has four separate hulls, you can understand the sheer scale of Titanic when she sat here in Belfast. And these these four separate hulls, you're, it's basically the brow of the ship, excuse me, the bow of the ship, four bows, the, as you say, the exact height of what the Titanic was uh, when, it, when it was built. So it's quite, quite modern, quite striking. And this is not your average museum. And I know all museums are interactive these days, or things you can punch, in, but this is a little beyond that. For example, uh, there's, at one point you have the footage um, of the wreckage of the Titanic, and it's been, I gather it's been a series of Polaroid pictures that have been pasted together to make a moving image. And you stand on a, explain it. I'll explain it. There's, there's nine full galleries which tell the whole story of Titanic right from 1907 through to the reality of where Titanic lies today. And as you rightly said, we actually don't call it a museum. We call it a visitor experience because it is so much more than a museum. Okay. You can stand on a glass floor and look at the wreckage of Titanic Underwater. beneath you. Underwater. There are hundreds of different images have been put together so that you have the perspective of what it would be like to be a diver actually above Titanic today. It's quite incredible. I was it's blown away incredible. by it yesterday when I, when I checked it out. And it's fascinating when you watch different people, especially children, they come in and they actually lie down on the floor and they want to see and be as close to Titanic as they can. And there's quite a lot of adults who are absolutely terrified and won't even put their foot on the glass floor. But that's what's important about Titanic Belfast. It doesn't matter if you're five years of age or you're 90 years of age, there is something here for everyone. And the outside of the building represents Belfast today, Belfast in 2013. So we have Titanic Belfast and we have Titanic. So the two stories bringing this magnificent city to where we are today. There are two large cranes outside our window here, big yellow, or orangish yellow cranes. They have nicknames. They do have nicknames. There's many different names around the shipyard. So the two cranes which we can see are, I suppose they were really the icon of Belfast before Titanic Belfast opened. The cranes are actually, they were not used in the day of Titanic. They were used in the shipyard 
after, after the that. days of Titanic. They do look a little more modern. Yes. They do, yes. But we do have some cranes that were used during the building of Titanic actually here still in Belfast. And a lot of work is going underway to preserve those and to bring them into the story. But that is what is important. Everything here is real. Everything here is all about authenticity. This is where the story began. To the left of Titanic Belfast, we have the Nomadic, which is a tender ship used to bring first and second class passengers to Titanic. And that is the original ship. That is the original ship, absolutely, restored to her former glory and an absolutely stunning icon. We also have the dry dock where Titanic herself was fitted out. And you can actually walk to the bottom of that dry dock now just Ooh. to understand Ooh. the scale of the ship. There is nowhere better in the world you can come to understand the Titanic story. Well, we did get a lot of questions asked whenever we first opened and you know, why would you spend so much money building this magnificent building about a ship which ultimately didn't complete one That's journey? That's a very good question. But our answer to that is the most important thing is that people can come here and in keeping all of those stories alive, whether it was for the people who worked in the linen mills in Belfast who made all of the beautiful sheets for, this, for, for Titanic or the men who worked in the shipyard or the people who left and had all of their hopes and dreams on their way to America for a new life. It is so important that their stories are never forgotten. And as we sit here today in Titanic Belfast, we have over 2,000 people who've come from all parts of the world, who've come to hear about Titanic and to remember. And we've got lots of children around today. This is an iconic story which continues to intrigue for years and years ahead. My guest is Claire Bradshaw. She is head of sales and marketing here at uh, Titanic Belfast. Um, I've been reprimanded for not calling it for calling it a museum. It's an experiential. What is it? Experience. It's a visitor experience. Visitor experience. Excuse me. Uh, I am struck by the number of icons. Well, maybe icons the wrong word. Mementos or uh, parts of the ship. You, for example, you have uh, framed here the the first class the first class lunch menu on an average day. You have many many items. Were some of those things brought from? the bottom of the ocean? They weren't, Rudy. This is, a, this is a real bone, I suppose, of contention. There are really two schools of thought whenever you think about the Titanic story. What we have here in Titanic Belfast are artefacts that have actually come from the shipyard, or artefacts that were recovered from perhaps stories where people sent letters back home when they were on Titanic. We don't have any artifacts from the seabed in terms of any of the items that were recovered, okay. such as shoes or pots or any type of jewellery. I know types of things are actually on display, and I know a lot of those have been on display in the States and they have travelled, but we decided that initially we would not have any of those items in the building. We would tell the story through modern interpretation and we would respect the grave site. However, that is not to say that we won't change in the future because there's also an argument to say that you can learn from items and, like that. But you did have, there's a story behind a violin that you had here until recently, until it was sold for about one and a half million pounds, I think, uh, on auction. And that violin was from one of the orchestra members and it was apparently found floating in the sea the evening that the Carpathia came uh, and picked yes, it up. Yes, absolutely. We had the violin here for just about three weeks. There's so many myths and so many legends with the Titanic story, whether it's about the violin or it's about the whole ship. There's questions as what happened, whose, pro whose fault was it, who was to blame. We had the violin here and it actually has now been put to public auction. I understood. And it was uh, sold for an absolutely staggering £900,000 sterling. Oh, 900000 no, £900,000 oh, sterling. So that's about 1.7 US. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Uh, just because we only have a minute and a half left, talk a little about the emotional connection of the Titanic and a large part of the world. Titanic is, I, mean, I don't like to say it's a brand, but Titanic is 
known across the world, whether we're in China, whether we're in the States, whether we're in Kenya, whether we're in Brazil. Titanic means a ship. Titanic is a clear understanding for people what we're talking about when we talk about marketing. It has a resonance with people around the world. But so many people know Titanic because of the movie, the Hollywood movie, the Leonardo DiCaprio and the Kate Winslet. But our job here... Oh, there was here, a movie about it? <laughs> I think quite a lot of people around the world have learned about Titanic because of that movie. Right, that but song, I still, it's still in my mind. It is, it sticks in everyone's mind. But what import is important here is that there is more to the Titanic story than that movie. There is the whole episode of what actually happened on that night explored here. People from 148 countries across the world have visited Titanic and have found their own part in the story. Whether it's to do with romance, whether it's to do with history, whether it's to do with architecture, they're all here to explore the Titanic story in their own way. For more information, we can go where to learn more about Titanic Belfast? Well, I have to say you've got to come here to Belfast, but if you can't quite make it this far, titanicbelfast.com has all of the information you need. Terrific. Thank you for stopping by. I just I think this is a fabulous museum, and uh, uh, I'm sure anyone in the listening audience who comes anywhere near Ireland will come up to Belfast to see it because they got it. We told them to. Superb. We will be here with welcome open arms. Thank you, Claire. Thank you. Claire Bradshaw is the director of sales and marketing with Titanic Belfast, the uh, thing that's even better than a museum. I'm not supposed to use the M word. I'll be right back. We're coming to you live from Belfast in Northern Ireland this weekend. Nice to have you with me here in Rudy Max's World. We're going to come back and we're going to talk to a, a guy who knows every inch of this island that will tell us a little about it. Don't go away. Rudy Max's World is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Hi folks, Rudy Maxa here inviting you to discover what Ireland's great cities have to offer. Cities including Dublin, Belfast, Galway and Kilkenny are as rooted in history as they are in the 21st century. From ancient landmarks to five-star hotels, from a new generation of chefs cooking up a foodie scene as dynamic as it is delicious, to iconic castles and coastlines, all are within easy reach of these vibrant city hubs that are making their way onto best destination lists from National Geographic to TripAdvisor. Plan a trip today and go to Ireland.com or RudyMaxa.com and click on Sponsors. Introducing Orbitz Rewards, the top-shelf margarita of rewards programs. As an Orbitz Rewards member, you earn rewards immediately on flights, hotels, and packages. That's right, like the kick from a good tequila, you get them instantly. The rewards you just earned on your flight to Miami? Use them to book your hotel for the same trip. If you use the Orbitz app to book, you earn even more, 5% on hotels. So join today and be part of the only travel rewards program that gives you instant vacation gratification. Go to Orbitz.com rewards or look under sponsors at RudyMaxa.com. Participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. It's 33 minutes after the hour, and this segment of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by Orbitz.com. Orbitz has created a program that rewards you faster than anyone else. You can book your hotel and airline travel through Orbitz and get rewarded instantly. And from now until December 3rd, the first flight you take through Orbitz will earn you $10 in Orbux. And, get this, they'll zap the bag fee for one bag and turn it into Orbucks, which you can then use toward the purchase of nights at thousands of hotels. 
And by the way, it's free to join. Simply go to orbits.com slash rewards, orbits.com forward slash rewards, and sign up to start earning rewards and saving money today. If you've just joined the show, I'm coming to you live from Belfast in Northern Ireland. We are sitting in the lobby, so you'll hear a lot of ambient noise in the reception area of uh, Titanic Belfast, which is a, an incredible museum uh, dedicated to the memory the building, the history of, uh, of course, the tit Titanic. But sitting next to me at this very moment is Ken McElroy. He is one of the most experienced guides, 20 years of service here in Northern Ireland, and he is owner-operator of KM Tour Guiding Service. And I asked him to join me because, well, you do sort of a different, I mean, you obviously will point anyone down here to, to, to Titanic Belfast, but you, what do you, when, when someone comes, let's say an American family comes to you and says, Ken, you know, it's our first time in Northern Ireland, I want to see something that might not necessarily be the first thing in every guidebook. Yeah. Uh, quite a lot of people uh, would uh, ask me initially uh, about um, their genealogy. Um, quite often oh, of they've been wanting to trace their family roots and their um, ancestors. Uh, the first thing I would normally ask, did they live here in the 18th century or did they live in the 19th century? Uh, in the 18th century, of course, almost a quarter of a million of what were called the Ulster Scots. Uh, these were people who had passed through this part of Ireland for virtually 150 years. Uh, they were mainly Presbyterian, and because, like the Catholics, they were persecuted because of their faith, in the 18th century, many of them left here through the port of Derry, and um, normally would have sailed to places like Philadelphia, Charleston, St John's, uh, New Brunswick. Uh, they normally pushed across the Appalachians, and of course you'll find their descendants today in places like the Carolinas, Kentucky, Tennessee, the Shenandoah Valley. I understand it's how we got the word hillbillies. Yes, because obviously uh, in 1690 here we had the Williamite Wars, and after King William uh, had actually won the Williamite Wars, uh, many of these Ulster Scottish families would have called their first sons William. Uh, when they left here to escape religious persecution, because of a very uh, unfair rent system as well, uh, and they left here actually quite poor in many cases, uh, when they settled in places like the hills of Tennessee, uh, so many of them were called William, always shortened to Billy here, uh, they became known as the hillbillies that uh, in American incredible. history. That is you also have a literary bent to your, uh, uh, you're very interested in literature and its role here in Northern Ireland. Of course, and um, Ireland uh, historically has produced some of the finest writers in the world. Well, it's old darn country as storytellers. I mean, the average guy in the street can keep you for an hour against the wall if you let him. Of course, and we probably have some of the longest oral traditions in Europe here right. in Ireland. Um, e even with an American connection, uh, the ancestors of Edgar Allan Poe left Ulster, or Northern Ireland, uh, and indeed uh, Mark Twain's ancestors also came from this part of the world as well. Um, of course, uh, Oscar Wilde, the famous Dublin writer, uh, was also educated here in Northern Ireland at Pretoria Royal School. I didn't know that. In County Fermanagh. And also uh, Samuel Bacchett, probably one of the most famous of, Irish, uh, of the Irish playwrights, was also educated here uh, in Pretoria Royal School, although they were both Dublin people. 
Uh, is that how Oscar Wilde got his sense of humor with his wry, let's put it nicely, sense of humor? Was yes. From up well, here, up north? Yes. Well, of course, going into America one time, he was asked by United States Customs, have you anything to declare, Mr. Wilde? And he said, nothing, only my genius. So he's a very modest man as well. <laughs> and that's before anybody has a Guinness. Of course. I'm sure he would have something to declare after a couple of pints, I would think. I think uh, Oscar maybe didn't drink so much Guinness. I think he is more into uh, the sort of uh, brandies and uh, high-quality wines rather than, that, than the Guinness as such. But, of course, uh, of more uh, recent vintage, uh, we have people like the late great Seamus Heaney, which you're going to be hearing a lot more about today. We're going to talk about him a little later, you're right. Actually born in South Derry, but spent a lot of his formative years in Belfast and also lived here not only as a student, but also uh, as a lecturer in the uh, local university as well. You said one of them, we've just got a minute left, you said one of the most frequently asked questions you get from Americans is Northern Ireland more beautiful than the rest of Ireland, the other part of Ireland? Yeah. Well, I always tell people the border is only a line drawn by someone in the 1920s. Uh, but we have a large share of some of the most beautiful coastline in Ireland. Certainly do. And some of the most beautiful rolling hill landscape. Ar arguably, uh, one of the most natural uh, waterways and lakelands anywhere in Europe is also be found here in Northern Ireland, and that is actually where the G8 conference was actually held this year in County Fermanagh. And by the way, you can cross that line between the two Irelands with the, there is no customs, there's no border thing. You don't have to show a passport. Uh, it is interesting, though. One is measures speed by miles per hour, one by kilometers. One uses. British pounds here in Northern Ireland, and the other uses uh, euros. Euro. So there is is a difference, but certainly nothing that would in any way impair a tourist from enjoying him or herself, is it? There is no tangible border, and the welcome in Ireland is the same north or south. Well, you 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 represent uh, Ireland and Northern Ireland very well. Thank you, Ken. Not at all. Thank you very much, really. Ken McElroy is a tour guide. If you'd like to, if you're ever coming here, and you want to have Ken as your tour guide. Go to kmtgs.co.uk. Go to my Facebook page, Rudy Max at Travel Slash Leisure. There'll be a link there. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Get ready, get set for the holidays for less at Lumber Liquidator's huge flooring sale. Save on over 150 floors, including first quality laminate from 49 cents a square foot. Pre-finished hardwood from only $1.69 per square foot. Beautiful bamboo up to 15% off our incredibly low prices. Plus, save on great holiday gifts or floor them with a gift card. And get special financing. Hurry, get a great deal on a new floor just in time for the holidays. Sales going on now. Visit LumberLiquidators.com or your store for your holiday deal today. Do you have a used musical instrument at home gathering dust? Guitar Center's experts are interested in buying it from you for cash. You don't even need to be a musician. Look at attics and basements because we're buying qualified guitars, amps, pedals, keyboards, drums, and more. It's the Trade-In Expo at your local Guitar Center now through Sunday. Looking to upgrade? We'll pay cash for qualified used gear and give you a 15% discount on new gear. You can even trade gear. Find details in your local store at GuitarCenter.com. Kim is in a rush, and a large tree has fallen on her car. She needs to file a claim. Should she A, strap her claim forms to a caffeinated falcon, or B, file her claim on Geico.com? 
The correct answer is B. It's easy to quickly file a claim on Geico.com and set up an appointment with an adjuster. The caffeinated Falcon would probably get disoriented and deliver the claim to some burger joint. Geico.com is much more efficient and doesn't have dangerous talons. Geico. Wherever, whenever. Just a click away with our free mobile app. Hey, new kid. Ever have that dream where nothing works? Orders are backed up, production lines not producing, management screaming, no solution in sight? Not me. Why? Granger. Granger's got everything we need in a book, an app, a website, hundreds of branches. Knowing a solution is on its way soothes me to sleep at night. I love the Granger catalog in all its forms. Get it? Got it? Good. Call, click Granger.com, or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. That's code for Old Navy is having a massive Veterans Day sale with 30% off all over the store or 35% off when you use your Old Navy card. Veterans, friends, family, dogs, and babies are all welcome to save big on tons of styles. All the layers you need for fall, like sweaters, jeans, tees, and socks. Don't forget the socks. But the deals only last through Monday. And as a thanks to those who serve our country, take an extra 10% off when you show your valid military ID in-store only. Valid 11-9 through 11-11. Excludes gift cards, fruit of the loom, and clearance. Old Navy card subject to credit approval. Hi, folks. Rudy Maxa here inviting you to discover what Ireland's great cities have to offer. Cities including Dublin, Belfast, Galway, and Kilkenny are as rooted in history as they are in the 21st century. From ancient landmarks to five-star hotels, from a new generation of chefs cooking up a foodie scene as dynamic as it is delicious to iconic castles and coastlines. All are within easy reach of these vibrant city hubs that are making their way onto best destination lists from National Geographic to TripAdvisor. Plan a trip today and go to Ireland.com or RudyMaxa.com and click on Sponsors. Get out the map, get out the map and lay your finger anywhere down to participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Well, this is appropriate. This segment of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by Tourism Ireland. Well, how perfect. It's easier than ever to visit Ireland with the addition this year of direct flights from major U.S. cities. And next year, 2014, just around the corner, travelers from the West Coast will be able to fly nonstop on Aer Lingus from San Francisco to Dublin. Once there, you'll be in one of the hippest destinations in Europe, able to visit ancient landmarks, stay in five-star hotels, and sample cuisine by a new generation of chefs. You're going to meet one in about 10 seconds. Cities including Dublin, Belfast, and others have recently been listed on the best destination lists of National Geographic and TripAdvisor. So, what are you waiting for? Plan a trip today by visiting Ireland.com for more info and experience the vacation of a lifetime in Ireland. Speaking of the new generation of chefs, I'm joined by Niall McKenna. He owns, well, he owns a whole bunch of restaurants here in Belfast, where I'm coming to you live from the uh, Tit uh, Titanic Belfast Museum. He's the chef and owner of your first restaurant, is James Street South. It is, it is, yes. And, and uh, we'll talk about your other two in a moment. You opened that one 10 years ago. Now, you're from here. I'm originally from Belfast, yes. But um, you spent a lot of time going back and forth cooking in London. Yeah. How is it, how is, what, how is Irish cooking different than it might have been when you were a boy? Everything years ago was very, very basic, and we have moved on so far in 10 years. Since we've opened James Street South up, everything's changed. The quality of the produce, everything's on our doorstep. That's our strength. We're so, like, 
Ireland as a general is very, very small. So everything from the seed to your plate is no more than 25, 30 minutes away. So you phone your supplier up and it's there that morning. And it's, it's amazing. And so many friends from England and Paris and all the rest come to Ireland and just can't believe the quality of the products we have here. That's so close, right at hand. I, you know, we call it farm to table in the United States. We've always been doing it here. There's, there's no difference. We've always, <laughs> that's how we get through here. You know, it's, it's Sometimes there was a little less in the farm to bring to the table, but now that's not a problem. No, it's not. It really is. Everything like from like the quality of a langoustine or scallops or shellfish, even our, like our farm venison from Finnebrogue. And it's just all the estates. We're all working together. Fresh pigeon, your, your partridge and quail and a lot of game. This is the season now for game, so we're really in there now. I've got my own gamekeeper. He'll shoot the venison for us. We've got two roe deer delivered to the restaurant this morning. We break it down and we serve it tonight. That, that's how the quality here is amazing. The amount Ooh. of restaurants in Belfast Ooh, is unbelievable. I, you're making me hungry. You also own, you've opened a new restaurant uh, that's called, I, I had dinner uh, when I arrived here, the very first night I arrived here at Bar and Grill, it was yeah. fabulous, but Niall, you've opened a new restaurant called Hatsky, which is spelled H-A-D-S-K-I-S, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in Belfast Cathedral Quarter. Yeah. What, what does Hatsky mean? It's, it's, it's after a gentleman called uh, Stephen Hatsky, who had a foundry on the site in 1760. I was one of the first founders in Belfast, and it made pots and pans. So, so are you actually inside the foundry? No, the foundry is no longer there. The foundry's gone. It's on it's the on the site. footprint of it. It's I on see. the site of it and it's just, you know, it's one of those names I've never heard before and we looked into it and it's very much in North America now in Canada and there's no Hatskis left in, in uh, Ireland at all now. So we just said, we bit of history, let's keep it going. And it's brilliant, it, it really is. It's one of those very simple, very European restaurants. But the key thing is the quality of the produce, all fresh, has to be fresh. And it's a standard, we make our own bread, we make everything in-house, there's nothing bought in. And that's the same in all three restaurants. We make everything, and that's the crucial part. I'm, I'm a chef, I'm proud to be a chef, and I've trained all my life, I'm now 42 years of age. I look it as well, but I really enjoy what I do. Are you influenced at all by, say, Asia or South America? It was a style came through in Belfast for like Asian fusion came through for a while, but at the end of the day we're a part of Europe, and you can see a lot of styles, a lot of classical French styles in our cooking. Right. And I mean that's the base of what we're what we're about in Europe, and it's the same in America as well. A lot of the classic American, the very well known, like a very well like a French Laundry, and you mean people like that there. They, 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 it's all classical French, and that's a very very base we base ourselves on very classical French, Italian, Spanish, and Irish as well, and fusing them all together. I'm just different cooking styles and, and different I, and flavors. I, and I I presume your menu is dictated by what's within 25 it, minutes of reach. Yeah, it's what's well, firstly at the moment now at this time of year, it's probably about 70% would be in a 45 mile radius of the restaurant. Everybody thinks it's hard to do. It's not here because everything's on your doorstep anyhow, and we're so small. We know each other. Everybody knows everybody here. So if somebody can't get it, somebody else will get their hands on it, and that's that's that's. Is a there a cutthroat competition among the restaurant tours of Belfast for uh, the best piece of venison and the freshest fish? Of course. Uh, well, that's, good. That's that, wonderful. <laughs> we, you know, that's that that only helps. Niall McKenna is the uh, chef and owner of James Street South. I ate at the uh, Bar and Grill. Yeah. Uh, Niall is a uh, new restaurant is called Hatsky. It's in uh, the uh, Belfast Cathedral Quarter. If you're headed this way and would like to try some of Niall's cooking, the website is jamesstreetsouth.com. Do you have menus posted there? Yeah, everything's on there, line. Ooh, There's some videos as well. Plus, we've got a cookery school as well, which is brilliant for tourists coming in. People want to do something a little bit different. We do tours as well, and they How, come in. If, if, if I were coming in as a, a visitor to do cooking school, is it like a one-day thing, a two-hour thing, or a week a, thing? One day, one day, two hours, hour and a half, make your own lunch. 
all different things. They're all online, so like cruise ships come in and they book them online and they arrive up, they get dropped off the restaurant and uh, we look after them. The, web, the website is jamesstreetsouth.com. Again, there'll be a link at uh, the fan, Rudy Max, the fan page, Rudy Max at Travel Slash Leisure at Facebook. Now, thanks for dropping by. Pleasure. And enjoy eating your cookie. You take care. You too. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. It's 52 minutes after the hour. We're coming to you live today from Northern Ireland's capital city of Belfast. And you hear background noise because we are in the lobby of Titanic Belfast. It's an incredible new museum. It opened in late March of last year, uh, dedicated obviously to the, the, uh, the history of the ship and the brief history of its commercial operation, way too brief, of course, and the, uh, the folks who perished on that, uh, when the ship hit the iceberg, you know the story. But it struck me that the countryside is so gorgeous here, so gorgeous in Northern Ireland, that what a great place it would be to ride bikes, because I happen to ride bikes, and I ride a bike and like that. Norman Trotter knows all about that. He is owner of Iron Donkey Cycle Tours, which is a company that can plan a week's bike vacation for you here. They don't do the airfare, but they'll do your accommodations and your routing. And he also operates Belfast City Bike Tours, which offers three-hour bike tours just of downtown, or the city of Belfast itself. Norman, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Hi, Rudy. Thank you very much. You've been a bike guy all your life? What's the deal? Um, yeah, I, I've always enjoyed cycling since I was a kid. My friend uh, from a way, way back had lived abroad. He had a job that enabled him to cycle around the world, and he came back and said, I think cycling's going to become a big thing. This was 15 years ago. Do you fancy starting a cycle tour company? And we you did. foolishly said yes. Yeah, we, yeah, in my house, I live out in the country, so we had a few outhouses and things, and we got started. And it was slow. The first, the second year was 9-11. The third year was yeah, foot and mouth. And it, it, it was quite tough the first few years, like any business when you start. I forgot about foot and mouth yeah. disease. My goodness, 9-11 yeah. and right on the heels of that yeah. foot and mouth. Oh, I... Well, now, now tell me, okay, I get the city tour. Is that guided or you give people maps so, and they uh, just ride around? No, no, the city tour is totally guided. It's a three-hour tour taking them around all the highlights of Belfast. We do three different options. We do the actual city. We do one where we get the bikes on a boat and we go down, boat down to the Titanic dry dock and then cycle back. And the third one we do is a, a really ill brewery called Hilden Brewery out in Lisburn, which is about 15 miles. We cycle out there, we do the city tour, cycle out there, they have a, a sample of beer, tour the brewery, and then they leave the bikes uh, and get the train back. <laughs> well, that's more than a sample of the beer, it sounds like. But so, that, let's talk about the longer tours. That really interests me. So a week long, so, uh, I mean, do you, place people in B&Bs? Uh, do, you, do you have somebody riding along in case they have a flat tire? Yeah. Describe to me your, your longer tours. Well, there are two types. There are self-guided, which uh, literally the people book where they want to go, how many miles they want to cycle in a day, and that can range from sort of minimum of 25, maybe up to 70 or 80. Miles uh, a day. day. Miles per day. Right. And then they, 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 they have a pre-booked accommodation that you uh, take care of yeah, we take care of and they uh, we transfer their luggage so all they have to do is in the morning get up 
get their root, root sheets, uh, follow their root sheets, uh, stop at all the highlighted places to see and arrive in the evening uh, feeling nice and tired and healthy and ready for a few I love that feeling. <laughs> okay, so that's, that's a self, uh, self and then you have... Self-guided. And then we, 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 we have guided tours and that's more aimed at people who are quite keen to meet other people and cycle in a group. And usually that's individuals or couples who, who quite like the dynamics of a group. And we might have 12 people on a tour like that and they all go off together. We go with them with the van. If anybody gets too tired, we pick them up, give them a lift. And uh, uh, they all eat together virtually every night. And we hope that they all become friends forever, which does happen a lot. Any marriage as a result that you know of? I Well, definitely. Uh, relationships have started. I, I, that's, right. that's as far as you go into this business, right? That's, uh, For those who are quite keen to meet other people, as yeah, you put it. Yeah, and, I and, like and, that. and certainly, um, I know the very first tour we had, there was a girl from New York. Uh, Kate was her name. She was a lawyer, young, and her, she met a girl from California, and they became friends. And that girl, Kate, has gone on every single tour that we've a new tour every year we do new tours right. different countries and things like that and she's come along to every tour last year she was down in uh, Connemara I met her again after about six seven years and I said by the way which was your favorite tour ever and she thought about it for a while and then she said the Northern Ireland tour was the one I enjoyed the most she said and I said oh that's brilliant why she said it was just spectacular scenery Hasn't she met an Irish guy to marry and coming back all these times? I wonder if that's what she's looking for. Maybe she doesn't like riding bikes at all. Well, she, she's a, a tough New York lawyer, and uh, I, think, I think she's actually been married twice since I she first came. But, uh, and she's come with a couple of different husbands. So. Uh, oh, I see. Okay, you didn't feel... I thought you were going to tell me a happy romance story when you started telling me about Kate. No, but, no, but she formed a friendship with a girl from California, right. and they still they keep, still keep in friends. touch. So yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's a good friendship. Yeah. So, so if you're quite keen to meet somebody, or if you're quite keen to ride through the Irish countryside, or just downtown yeah. Belfast, or out to a brewery and be ferried back... Yeah. Norman is Norman Trotter is your man. Norman uh, runs Iron Donkey Cycle Tours, which is uh, a, a company that can plan your tour uh, from soup to nuts, not airfare, but everything else, uh, bicycling through Ireland, uh, or again, Belfast City Bike Tours. IronDonkey.com is the website, and I wish you much luck with your new venture yeah. here in Belfast yeah. City. I'd like to come ride with you sometime. I would, I would love you to come along. I'd like to come here and not be working, uh, uh, frankly, uh, uh, Norman. Fun, funny enough, um, the Iron Donkey Tours are about 80% of North Americans and we do offer you know the service and everything if they have any breakdowns and things like that irondonkey.com yeah we're good, good healthy good healthy holiday good clean living yeah we're coming to the end of the first hour Rudy Max's World here from Belfast we got another one coming up we're going to take about a six minute break if your station's leaving us see you here next weekend otherwise stick around we'll be right back You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.